Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. But what happened to all the notes? Names changed to protect me. Thank you ever so much. Systems support line, this is Lucy. How can I help you? I was at the beginning of my two decades at a major medical research facility, but this was already familiar. At the time, Lucy and I were the only support system had. I was the third person to occupy the in-house developer slot and the first actual developer. The system had been in production for about four years. There were scores of calls on light days. Oh, hello, Daisy. Yes, can I help you with that? I was also very familiar with this caller. For all, I had never actually spoken to her at this point. I had been there less than two months and was focusing hard on understanding how the system was wired together. They hadn't started letting me handle user calls yet. First place your cursor at the beginning of the text. Daisy was a very frequent caller. She only ever seemed to call about one thing, but she called every week and a half or so. I don't think she ever went more than two. Now left click and hold your mouse button and drag over the text. Our helpline wasn't part of IT proper, we only supported one system. What she was calling for wasn't system related, but Lucy was a very nice person who seemed to genuinely enjoy helping people. My private theory was that Daisy called us because the regular IT support line had cut her off. Now release the left mouse button and right click on the text you just selected and choose copy from the list that comes up. This was 2001. Daisy was an administrative assistant, and yes, her frequent calls were to get us to explain how to copy and paste. Then right-click where you want the text to go and choose paste from the list that comes up. Apparently she was assistant to someone well overdue for retirement who was satisfied with her computer literacy. And that's it. You're done. That's not the part that gets me, though. What gets me is that she wrote down the steps every single time. I can only assume that she was gifted in the area of losing paper, an uncommon skill in a double A. I had this vision of someone finding hundreds of handwritten copy-slash-paste instructions between her desk and the wall after she finally retired a few, le- a few years later than this. Oh, you're welcome, Daisy. You have a nice day, too. I'm not used to stories being written in that format. Um, It was a little different going from part of a quote to part explanation and back again. I got the gist of it. Did you guys understand that all right? Maybe next time what I'll do is I'll rewrite it so that things are clustered together a little bit. I don't know. It was a little difficult to read that way for me, but I guess maybe when you're reading it and you see the quotes, it's a little different than reading it out loud. I've known quite a few people like Daisy where they're nice enough people, uh, very needy. They constantly need attention and affirmation and things like that. And it can get annoying, but as long as they stay polite, I'll deal with it. I've already called multiple times. Here's a short and sweet one. Where I work, we're supposed to keep call times low due to a high call volume. I work in the front lines, so it's not unusual to get calls that are simple in nature, password resets and escalating issues. As such, when we do anything, we're meant to let the user figure it out and call back. One of our systems is notoriously terrible when resetting passwords, but we have to let the user reset their password after we give them a temporary one. Well, sometimes users are confused on the difference between our employee portal and their Windows login. This call I'm talking about is a password reset for both, actually, since the user forgot both passwords. When I pick up the phone, the call goes like this. User. Hello, I've already called five times. I've been trying to reset my password and nothing works. You guys have done all sorts of things, but nothing works. Can you transfer me to a higher level, please? Me. 
Good morning. I can handle that. Which password are you trying to reset? Loop this a couple times until the user tells me it's for employee portal. Me. All right. I reset your employee portal. Your temporary password will be... User. Yep. I've already tried that. I told you. You guys have already done that. Please transfer me to tier two. Me. All right. If I'm unable to assist you, I'll put in a ticket for someone who will contact you. But first, what computer are you signed into? There should be a sticker on it. User. Okay. I've already tried this, but sure. So after remoting in, I see that he's not signed in. So I help him reset his password. He kept asking about the password for employee portal during the entire process, but I knew we'd go through it eventually. After the user signs in, we go to employee portal and he resets that password as well. Keep in mind, this call has gone above my time limit and I'll probably have a conversation about it later. User. Okay, I also need a password reset for application. Me. Alright, go ahead and launch it and we'll get that done as well. I reset his password for a third application now and he's in. He hangs up without saying anything, but okay, bye. So I look him up in our ticketing system. Turns out the other people he spoke with kept resetting his employee portal and wrapping up the call. This is why I wish we weren't graded on call time. Yeah, it just doesn't make much sense to me to be graded on call time when every problem is a little different. Although if you're tier one, maybe you should be able to blast through them. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I've never done anything that big in my life. So I would think that, you know, somebody that's been taken care of and taken care of right would count for more than a short call time. But I get it. You got a lot of stuff to go through and uh, people are very unhappy if you get to them slower than they think you should which is usually what results when you take too long with the person before you. I don't know. Maybe there's a balance between that and hiring more techs. The show must go on. So I'm involved in the broadcast ministry at church. At the time, we had an 8.30 and an 11 o'clock service. The 8.30 had words for the songs on screen. The 11 o'clock service was fully live on TV and the internet. Three manned cameras and four remote cameras. I walk in about 8.15 to 8.20 as, at the time, I ran words on the screen and didn't need to be early. Well, things are not going to plan. Come to find out our video switcher is dead. What? No switcher means the rest of the system is dead. Oh, the switcher, not the person. Oh my god. After some quick hunting down of a multimeter, I get to doing some rapid troubleshooting. Well, it doesn't take long to figure out the power supply has died. But we need another now, not in a week. Luckily, it's 12 volt. Unluckily, it's some oddball connector and like 6 amp at 12 volt, so not something we could just go by immediately. I live about three blocks away, so I rush back home and grab an Xbox 360 power supply and rush back. Then, rapid surgery starts occurring. While the switcher supply has three pins, it only uses two, so straight application of 12 volt works just fine. The Xbox supply can be hotwired by crossing two wires, red and blue together, and then connecting all the black wires to ground and the yellow wires to 12 volt on the end I cut off the original supply. About 8.45, we plug it back in and success. We have life. People can stop torturing the spines on the hindles. Since then, we have purchased extra supplies. We also found that several of the devices support redundant supplies and fill those as well. And yes, I'm aware of the irony of a church using primarily black magic gear for the broadcast. I did sound and video and things like that for uh, a church for quite a while. And uh, we didn't have too much in the way of camera stuff. I did, um, I did record and produce video for our local cable access channel of our service. 
couldn't do the music because we didn't buy the licensing to reproduce the music in video um, or the CDs of the sermon. But we could do the sermon and some other oddball things, and that's what we did. And we would upload it on the website right afterwards and everything like that. It's amazing. Some of the equipment was pretty old. It had some age to it, but it was solid equipment. So there was no problem with that. We had an intermediate grade soundboard. It wasn't like a Mackie or anything. You know, it just seemed like whenever some piece of equipment died in the booth, it wasn't important unless the musicians deemed it as important. You know, we had an antiquated computer for putting the words on the screen. Well, it worked fine, except it was kind of bloated with files that needed to be stripped off and it needed to be cleaned up in order to work smoothly. So sometimes things would stutter. And of course, when the sound guy messes up, everybody in the congregation does one of these. You know, gives you that look. So, uh, yeah, that's why I always wanted like tinted glass in front of me or something. We need you to send a tech now. So this happened earlier today. Darth Zaith? I'm going to say OP from now on. Me, a part-time local support tech consultant. Temp, a consult filling out the operations manager role while company recruits a new one. Tech, a support tech for the consulting firm that handles most of our tech support. User is the user with a problem. Important context. Like many companies, tech support is mainly handled by an off-site consulting firm, and me and my colleagues mostly handle any local support problems. It's a slow day at the office. Me and Temper are sitting around waiting for something to maybe happen when we get a new ticket on the support system. Temp. Seems like someone's having trouble getting the monitor in conference room X to work. Can you go have a look? I pick up one of our spare laptops in case I'm going to test on another computer and go to the conference room specified. People are sitting in it and the monitor looks to be working perfectly. Not wanting to disturb a meeting in progress where everything seems to be working, I go back. I do check the other conference rooms quickly in case the wrong room was specified, but no other rooms are occupied. OP. So the room's occupied and the monitor's working perfectly. Let me have a look at the ticket. Ticket reads something like, Tech. Users having trouble getting the monitor in conference room X working. Talk with them on the phone at telephone number. We want you to send a tech there. We finish reading. Temp. Well, I'll go have a talk with the people there. I let Temp handle the issue if there is one, but they return saying there aren't only no issues, but the person isn't even in there. Furthermore, after asking at the reception, we can't even see that the person is at the office today. Temp updates the ticket saying there's no problems with the monitor and the person who's having the issues isn't even here. Not 10 minutes later, we get another update from the tech. User's there now, and we need you to send a tech to conference room X. Here's the phone number. Since we've already checked properly, we decide to try the number and see if we can get some clarification from user. No answer. We wait a bit before Temp tries again. User picks up. Temp. Hi, this is Temp from IT. We got a support ticket here saying you're having issues with the monitor in conference room X. User. Yeah, I did have some issues last week when I called tech support. Oh, man. Temp finishes the call and lets user know that it should just be to plug in. If they have any issues, just come over to our desks. So much for the urgency, I guess. Me and Temp basically just sigh, laugh it off, and close the ticket. Okay, so it took the regular techs a week to respond and to have you guys go check it out on site? That's insane. Why would anything take a week for that? If there's a meeting getting ready to happen, that's more of an urgent ticket than anything. And the guys swore they were still there a week later. Right. Next level thinking. At the site I support, we have a walk-up help desk. 
For users open a few hours each day that we staff randomly based on who has the least work to do each day. Today I drew the short straw and was working the lunch shift when a new user came by with his hiring manager asking for help because he couldn't print. Pretty common, we use a secure print system so the prints aren't released until a user scans their badge at the printer. I walked him through setting it up and testing it and also told him about some of the various other things he could do on the MFD. What happened next was unreal. The manager proceeds to tell his new employee that it would be a good idea if he scanned the document he had just printed to his OneDrive so that he could have a digital copy of the document. The poor new guy just sort of looked at me as if to say, is this guy serious? I just shrugged and he did as he was told. I swear there's so many managers, supervisors, and bosses in general out there that lack the common sense of a doorknob. Need these 20 year old computers? Nah, toss them. So I work at a machine shop as the IT slash electronics tech. This happened a few years back, probably 2015 or so. Coworker, we're cleaning up. I have a pallet for you to look at and see if you want anything off it. Me, sure. I look at said pallet, all beige P1 to P3 era desktop computers. I give it a good think, but can find no good reason to keep them. Me, toss them. Give it about a month or so and I come in to find out our plasma cutter stopped working. We apparently had a water leak get on the electronics. The machine runs on an old PMAC brand motion controller card. Said card is using an ISA interface. Any guesses as to what happened to all our computers old enough to have an ISA slot? If you're guessing they were on that pallet, you would be right. $75 or so later on eBay and it was back up and going. I have plenty of other stories between here and working live broadcast at church. I need to write some more up. I would almost be willing to bet that somebody at that company knew why those computers were sitting on that pallet. Like they were saving them as spare parts, donor parts for equipment like that, like the plasma cutter. Maybe they retired, got fired, whatever, and just didn't tell anybody. And yeah, there they sat collecting dust until you needed it. And then they were gone. So of course we just talked about this in today's video where, uh, yeah, people tend to hoard tech. I, I do, but I've gotten better. I've pared myself down. I've gotten rid of a bunch of bags of uh, odds and ends, charger cords, USB cords, you name it. I'm trying to do the same thing with tools and materials, use things up that I can use, thin out some of the other stuff. I'm not getting any younger, and I don't want to leave my kids with that uh, with that burden of sorting all that crap out. So, Not that I'm planning on going anywhere right now. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.